vlog with me. Well, welcome back for episode 14 of the Parallel Process Podcast. We're, we're coming to you in a uh, new chapter of our um, technology journey with a podcast. We're doing remote this week. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Parallel Process with Lindsay and I. I'm Lindsay, of course, and I'm Antoinette. Hope you have been having a great um, beginning of your year. I cannot believe it's already mid-January. <laughs> I know. You know what? You can tell that you're like very much a, um, like, uh, you do like a lot of group work. Cause you're like, let me like take a step back and bring everybody into the fold. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a step back to introductions. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone. My name is Antoinette. No way. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I do do a lot of therapy groups, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so in Texas, as as is across the country, our numbers, our COVID numbers are exploding. So we thought maybe for the next couple weeks, we would try this out um, just as a as a precaution for, you know, our health and the health and safety of the people in our bubble. Um, and it's just kind of like a, you know, a new adventure for us, right? Like a new way of doing this, you know, learning, learning new skills along the way. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting, um, experience because <laughs> I'm used to like, like looking at you and like talking and stuff, but this is nice too. Yeah. Like the sound is really good. Um, at least like it is like for, for us in the interview, hopefully it comes out really good. Like, yeah, I can't see any of your visual cues or anything. <laughs> Normally you would you would be here this time and honey would be like jumping all over you and vying for your attention. Aww. <laughs> your doggy is so sweet. She is. She's all she's curled up in a tight ball on the on the couch looking at me. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lindsay, how's your past week been? How how are things going? Um, um, it's been okay. Um, I had, a uh, something kind of weird that stood out to me. Um, my sister is pregnant and Monday I went oh. with her to, um, she just entered her third trimester. Monday I went with her to get her ultrasound done. Um, and, um, her partner was with her as well as like my little four-year-old niece. Mm. And uh, my niece is super, super cute. We're very close. And while we were in the waiting room, she asked me, she said, Tanda, how many children are you going to have? Oh. <laughs> so yeah. It's a, a big question. <laughs> like and an uncomfortable all, question. Oh, <laughs> I said, look me in my 36-year-old face and let me tell you, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And my sister's real positive, right? Like she's like she wants her to like be very like um, inclusive and be like, you know, some people they don't have any oh. children. Some people have lots. Some people have two. Some people adopt. You no, know? mommy. Why doesn't she have kids? No, Y'all are beating around the bush. I can What's tell. What's wrong with her? No. I'm <laughs> mommy, is she okay? No. I'm <laughs> It is kind of that vibe, though. <laughs> she's all confused. Like, she's, like, drawing pictures about it. I don't understand why auntie. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Wow. Well, how was, how was your week? <laughs> well, what highlight did I have this past week? No. <laughs> um... You know, I've kind of been thinking along the lines of all that, you know, which is interesting because, you know, how can we not think about that? Sure. It's it's kind of in, in the um, biological clock, psychologically, there's theories on within this age, um, this, uh, this, this time frame that we would be thinking about like partnership, marriage, like 
Or, well, maybe I'm going too far. She just asked you about a baby. She didn't ask you about, like... <laughs> but I would say it's a natural thought of, like, hmm, when is this going to happen? Like, you know, others mm-hmm. are noticing, you know? Um, but, um, no, my week's been good. I, I mean, this past weekend, though, I was talking to my... Um, uh, well, I was talking to you earlier about this. Wait, was it you? <laughs> it's all blurring together. But um, I was like, okay, so this past weekend... I literally was on my couch and this is not characteristic of me. Usually my weekends are pretty, okay, I'll get up, I do this, I do that. Um, But from Friday when I got home, one of my close friends, she came over. Saturday, she was here, she ended up leaving. And then Sunday and Monday, wait, was it Saturday? No, she was here Saturday too. And then Sunday morning she left and then I, I just chilled out the whole time. And I feel guilty about that. Hmm. Just just sitting on the couch from Friday all the way until Monday night like that. It's like, okay, there's a lot more you could be doing type of thing. But I just allowed myself to do it. And I said, okay, I don't want to do this a third weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was something that stuck out to me this past week is that I just felt frozen on my couch. My younger sister, she asked me, she's like, are you going through depression? I was like, I don't think so. I just, I just wanted to be there, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, other weekends, maybe I would have been kind of going out and doing things, but look at what's happening with all this COVID stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so, hard. And I'm unvaccinated, like I stated last weekend, or last week, so <laughs> I definitely don't need to be running in these streets, you know? <laughs> like. <laughs> it's yeah. I know it's it's hard to strike the, like the the right balance of you know sometimes like you can you lay around and and it feels great to do that it's like exactly what you need especially if you had a really hard week or whatever and sometimes like I'll have one of those weekends where like I really just didn't do anything and I, and I don't feel good about it like I feel really kind of yuck about it and the best thing I can tell myself is to be like okay you have have some compassion that, you know, this is as much as you could do to, you know, this weekend. And, you know, maybe you did need this and maybe it doesn't feel great, but it doesn't mean that you didn't kind of need this time, you know, kind of rest time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. And, and sometimes you do have to push yourself. And if it doesn't feel so great, kind of try to wrestle with it and figure it out. There's, I don't know, there's, there's layers, I think. But for yeah. you, it didn't really, it doesn't sound like it was like, it made you feel worse, but it was just kind of the state that you were in. Yeah, I think I, it's hard for me to admit that slowing down is okay because I'm go, 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 go. Like, mm-hmm. and I think having that time to rest is is very appropriate. I don't know about all like Friday. Well, Friday I worked, you know, so by the time I got home in the evening, I was already like, okay, like, <laughs> I'm not about to do anything else but chill. Mm. But surely Saturday or Sunday or even Monday, you know, um, I mean, I had planned on waking up and celebrating the ancestors with the on MLK Day and everything. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I was not in that space. I mean, I celebrated them, but on my couch with <laughs> a, a, a drink in my cup. I didn't get drunk or anything, but you know, just kind of like sip, sip. Just yeah, taking it easy. You know, and just relax. Just... Well, I mean, if I got drunk, it's my couch, but I don't. I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on my couch? No, I was kidding. <laughs> but no, I didn't get. I didn't get loose. It was just more of like I. De- I just needed that time. Yeah, to kick back a little bit. <laughs> sure. But yeah. Um, well, yeah. So. <laughs> well, introduce our, our topic for this week, Antoinette. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, when you and I spoke earlier, we we're kind of talking about, just talking about just the singlehood part. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think singlehood could also encompass kind of like how we're coping, how we're taking good care of ourselves, but also how we've gotten over past situations too. I'm, you know, I'm surprised by how I've been able to overcome, especially a past situation, a past relationship that I was in, 
Um, mm-hmm. And this is long, uh, long ago now. It's like two years ago. And watch as I'm talking more people are like, is she over it? No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like she's over it. <laughs> I mean, she's talking about it. No, but for the sake of podcasting and in the sake of kind of like sharing ideas and things, I think it's appropriate to, to bring it up. Um, but I've been reflecting on just like my singlehood and, and I was like, wow, I'm going to be 36 in March. And I haven't been in very many, well, you know what? You asked me to introduce it. I'm over here. Like (laughs) (laughs) pretty much like singlehood, um, kind of like letting go of past relationships and healing and then looking forward to a bright future along with acting now on goals and all that kind of stuff, which could be, you know, you know. Okay. So like, how do you, so like in a sense, like how do you move forward, whether that's from like a bad relationship experience, how do you move forward? Like in your goals, how do you not, how do you not get stuck in past experiences Mm -hmm. or past disappointments or past hurts? Yeah, pretty much. Um, for me, I can go ahead and note on a relationship that I was in probably two and a half years ago, and that was my last relationship. <laughs> um, see, and Lindsay, maybe you can help, you know, as I'm kind of veering off into this point, maybe you can help me with this and, and help me with your thought, because I think this is what has kept me so very single. And um, so growing up, I had mentioned maybe on the first episode that my dad and I used to cook together. Mm-hmm. And one thing he told me when we were cooking one time, I was probably like 14 or he told me, he was like, why date anyone you don't see yourself marrying? Now, Hmm. being a 14 and 15 year old or 14 or 15 year old, I was really young, right? So, you know, it's like, okay, like, okay, I'm gonna be 16 or whatever age. I'm not gonna marry this guy in my class, like likely, you know? So do (laughs) I not date? Um, And then going into college and, and not really fully dating either. For some reason, what he told me really resonated with me. Um, and it's impacted my my uh, my dating a little bit because if I don't see a situation, and I'm not talking about like, oh my gosh, like I don't like his style of clothing. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. But as far as like, are we even compatible? Do we have the same values? Are we... Um, then I, I just kind of be like, okay, you know, you're you're an interest, but I'm not really gonna date. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be in a dating situation. But then what, what has happened and why I bring all that up is now I'm 35 going into 36, right? And I know that, if, that he told me that so long ago, but I wonder if that's impact my mentality. Is it a healthy thing that I'm single and not just like being in just like any kind of relationship or have I just not let my hair down enough to experience possibilities, you know? Well, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> um, I think that dating doesn't have to be this, like, if you're going to be my husband, then, you know, because that's too rigid. Mm-hmm. There is possibility that if we date it may not lead to that. And I understand, and I'm not really just out here like, where's my husband anyway? Like I would like to be in a healthy marriage and all that, but that maybe it's for later. But mm-hmm. I don't wanna be so loose that I, um, or porous in my boundary that I just be kissing anybody in the mouth, like, you know. Just, <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if genitalia and all that stuff didn't have diseases, then maybe I would, you know, I do have my spiritual compass though, but maybe I wouldn't be so afraid, but you know, there's a lot going on out here too. True. Along with soul ties and emotional strain and all that. So I don't want to be so porous, so loose in my boundaries. So I think there's a happy medium of, yeah, let me get out there and date and meet people, Mm. but also be safe and like really um, have my boundaries, but also, you know, Um, enjoy my young 35 year old body, you know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever that means. (laughs) But, you know, enjoy experiences, go out, you know, experience life. So be in the moment really, yeah. Enjoy the present for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, like as you were talking about that, maybe kind of think about 
Like, what what is the difference in what I wanted or what I thought I wanted or was doing, like, in my 20s, like, late teens, 20s, and now I was, like, in my 30s. And I think, like, in, like, early adulthood in my 20s, probably until maybe, like, around 28 or 29, like, it was... I feel like I dated people really to figure out myself versus mm-hmm. um, exploring like that person. And, you know, because I really, I can't think of anybody in my 20s that like I, I dated with like even a thought of, I think I could marry this person. I could see like, a, yeah, I, there's probably a couple of people that I possibly imagined a, a long-term future. Um but mostly it was kind of like being in the present, being kind of, um, you know, young and, you know, in like or love or lust or whatever. Oh, yeah. And just a lot of it was like figuring myself out. Like, why did I like this person? Why was I attracted to them? Why did I say yes when they asked me out? Like all those things, you know, what do I like about being together with them? What do I, what do I like? sexually like all of those things and now today I feel like I have all those things like I won't say entirely figured out but so much figured out I'm not like looking for them in somebody else mm-hmm. and so I think that's why it's like it's been kind of like a I don't know just like a totally different shift and not necessarily like it can be a lonely shift too right because like when you are in the you know, in the realm of like just exploring, right, and being young and being in in the moment. You know, you are meeting different people. They're different people are coming in and out of your life for good or ill, whatever. And then when you're not, and you don't really see what you're looking for out there, then you're just by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like when I when I reflect back on my twenties, and I say this again with compassion and all that, because you know we can be harsh. I'm I'm proud of a lot of moments, but my taste in and just kind of like what I thought. And when you said something like lust or love, man, mm-hmm. that is an adventure in itself of knowing the difference. <laughs> knowing the difference. Oh, I like that person. Mm. But for me, I would get lust and love very like or infatuation like oh like i really like that person oh he's so cute like he has nice shoulders like whatever that is <laughs> like physical attributes but you know okay <laughs> can i you ask know. you something kind of personal and heavy and you don't have to answer if, if you don't want to oh okay <laughs> <laughs> let's go no, <laughs> Uh, have you, have you ever told someone that you love them like romantically? I told an ex that I did. Um, but in my heart, yeah, you know what? Now I'm reflecting in my twenties. I told a guy that, yeah. Um, and then the ex that I had, I, not that I felt pressured, um, but when he's like, I love you. And I was like, oh, huh. Felt uncomfortable at first, but then I, then later I was like, you know, maybe I do love him. Hmm. Yeah. I will say well, though, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask like, what do you, what do you think now? Like, do you really think that was like mm-hmm. love or what do you think it? I think that I was more um, in lust with my ex or more, um, I think I had a love for him, which is an agape love. Like, oh, I love, you know, you love people, humanity, mm-hmm. but not the kind of intimate love, the kind of secure, safe love that I want in a mm. partnership. Sure. Um, and then the guy back when I was like in my 20s, um, he... Uh, I think that was more of a lust thing. And really it was it was because too, you know, and this is a little transparent, but I didn't really I mean, I was so in my my Christian walk and just you know, for my husband that like in my mid 20s, I was the first person I said, "You know what? Um let's go on ahead and fornicate." 
know, <laughs> let's go ahead and do this thing. And so for me, it was such an attachment of, mm. wait, like, this this means this, right? <laughs> like, this means we love each other, right? So, like, there's, like, 15-year-olds that are like, girl, that don't mean love. But for me, like, at 25, 24, that was like, no, this means, like, the milestone was so much later because mm. I had you know, reserved myself for so long in, mm-hmm. in my mind, you know? So I had to go through those particular things. Yeah. Um, well, I won't leave you hanging out there. I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all crying. No, I was kidding. I'm not, I'm not crying at all. Believe me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're 18 when you told someone you loved him. No, when I first had sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was I was older um, when I first yeah said the L word to somebody. But I when you were saying like you were responding to like this attachment, the attachment of like somebody being your first, of you like having waited and feeling like, really attached. Like I think that that is probably like another really key word, and maybe like probably for me in my life, it's been maybe like the most key word, like mm-hmm. love like lust and attached right Mm -hmm. sometimes you feel you get attached to somebody for all kinds of reasons um like the way you were brought up things that were maybe missing or didn't happen in your childhood or thing or compensating for things that did happen that shouldn't have you know and you're seeking out like a way to make that okay through this relationship and Mm -hmm. like i think that that has been like a big thing for me is you know feeling really attached to someone and not necessarily loving them or liking them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, i've probably said that uh to two individuals in my life um one i uh told um to a guy who was a musician very like classic college story right and i told him when he was asleep mm-hmm. um so, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't even, like, I was probably, like, I don't know, like, 21 at the time. Um, I I really couldn't face telling him, you know, um, face-to-face or awake. And then the only other time um, was actually, like, in the past, like, six months, and that did not work out. Um, so I've kind of, like, bookended my love life, you know, with, like, these kind of, like, really... Um, I won't say like extreme situations. The situations weren't extreme, but uh, there's just a lot of like chaotic stuff in the middle, I guess, between like these um, these kind of really really big love feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about it now, looking back? You know, I. Um, uh, looking back on the one when I was younger, the musician, I, you know, used to like look back on that and kind of like, just like shrug it off and be like, oh, you know, that was me being really young and naive and I didn't love that person. But I wouldn't say that now. Like I truly had, um, a very genuine kind of bohemian free spirited love for this person, you know, and at the time in my life it was real for me and I did not have any sense of where it would go or if it would even last out the week which many weeks it didn't and then would start over um but it was there were elements to it that were real and were beautiful um at that time Mm -hmm. um the one more recently um you know I still struggle with and I, I think Sometimes I wonder if it's more the product of attachments and, you know, things I was, I've, you know, kind of worked on overcoming throughout my life. If it's more about those things than it was that person. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a romantic though at heart. Like I, you know, um, if you can get past like the, the like fearful, anxious side, like I have like a very like sentimental soul. You know, and I'll have moments where I'll think of that person and think, you know, no, it is real. Like, and all these other elements are there too, and they hurt, and they're what makes it not work. 
but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there's like not a version of each other that still love each other. It's just not, mm-hmm. it's just not ever going to work out. Um, so yeah. I kind of, I fluctuate between those two ideas. Um, and honestly, they're probably, they're probably both true. Mm-hmm. One thing I've been learning is that I can love many aspects of a person. Yeah. Like kind of like you're saying and knowing that it's, but this is not appropriate for me. I'm not appropriate for them perhaps. And this is not an appropriate situation, you know, um, very talented, smart individual, uh, great sense of humor, uh, this is this and this, but also be like, uh, but there's somewhere in our standards and values that we don't align and that's okay type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think reflecting back on kind of the, um, the different situations that I've, um, or romantic encounters, I'll say that, that I've um, experienced and, and survived. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> experienced. I would say that, um, um, yeah, that, that's something I've noticed is that, oh, yeah, I could definitely see why I like that person in these particular aspects. But as a whole, um, we weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Or I was still growing up to, to really understand my worth and, and not like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a strong, independent woman. If you're going to be in my, you know, not that kind of vibe, but more mm-hmm. of like these situations really were not, um, they were just like, oh, yeah, you know, it happened. But that wasn't like my my uh, future like that. So. Mm. <sighs> but. You know, they say, um, you know, I heard somewhere that. You know, the things that, like, we're, we get kind of stuck on, right? Like, if it's important to us to move forward, and, and including relationships, right? If it's important for us to move forward in a goal um, with a specific plan or away from a type of relationship or a person, what keeps us from doing it is, like, one of two things. A, it's not really important to us, right? Like, that person or staying um, status quo is what's really important to you or the, mo- the more attractive of the two. Or B, that you lack confidence, that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's difficult to see yourself being able to um, achieve that goal, um, step away from that person and stay stepped away. Um, and that's what keeps us you know, um, you know, in that, in that state, communicating with somebody that you swore you never would again, you know, for example, what do you think Mm -hmm. about that? You said, what were the two things? Um, importance. Is it important to you more important than Uh staying as things are? Mm -hmm. Or do you have the confidence? Do you believe that you can do it? Mm -hmm. Um, when I hear that, um, Really what I hear is not so much the, well, maybe it's the word important is important or, or great, but maybe like prioritizing, mm-hmm. you know, you know, more for me to, that is, cause I could say, oh yeah, it's important, but I'm not going to do it right now. You know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. like, I need to, it's important and I need to prioritize this because, and really have insight and wisdom about it because this is going to interrupt or distract me from part B of this, which is, you know, yeah, I could say I'm confident, but really deeper is the self-esteem part of it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think those two areas are cool, but as we dig deeper, it goes into like, how am I prioritizing my needs, you know, acknowledging my needs, and then what's my self-esteem, you know, when it comes to that. I think a big part of like the confidence area is like a sense of, like you said, self-esteem or worthiness. Am I mm-hmm. worthy of it? Um, so I think you could kind of put like uh, like an umbrella term over that. But do I think I'm I'm worthy of this thing that I want? Am I worthy of being treated better? Um, am I worthy of um, I don't know like what, whatever your goal might be? Um, owning a house, you know, traveling to Europe, whatever you want to do. Um, are you worth that investment? Um, Mm -hmm. and do you feel confident that you can take the steps to do it? Can you see it? Mm -hmm. And like you said, like the importance part too, I think it's very like, 
uh, more dynamic than that, but like that could be like a, like the big header, right? Like, is, is this my priority? And if I'm saying it is, and I'm acting differently, you know, where is that, you know, what, what's causing that, that difference? You know, Mm -hmm. what am I prioritizing instead? And, you know, Mm -hmm. and why, what is it, what is it giving me? Is it giving me a sense of hope? Is it giving me a sense of, um, what, a distraction from, uh, from the work ahead? It's giving you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there's, I sometimes, like, when I think of, you know, different friends I have or women I've known, I, I see, like, really amazing, dynamic, loving women but many of us, and I can include myself in this, um, just historically, go back to really, really unhealthy relationships. Like this person has demonstrated that, mm. um, you know, that they are, that it's just not a healthy thing, mm-hmm. you know. But many of us continue to go back, continue to go back. Like, what is it? And, you know, men could do, do they do the same thing, but there's something about women that I've witnessed in my life where I'll look at them. I'm like, you are a beautiful, gorgeous woman. You're smart. Like you make your own money, whatever that means. Or if you don't make your own money, whatever. But most of the women I know are working like they're, they're doing really well, you know, as far as like taking care of many life areas, but it's something about Mm -hmm. returning back to that unhealthy situation. Mm. And I've known people, and I can include myself in this as well, where not only weeks went by, months, we could say like a year or more, where I was in a situation, you know? Mm. And does it get better? No, like for me, for one of the situations I was in, it was a past situation, most recent um, situation, it got to the point where I was like, I surely have more self-esteem than this surely Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like this is just like this too much type of thing Mm -hmm. now the other part of this too is if you have been through and it's actually online i forget the name that they use but it was like post dating trauma or something like that like i don't think they called it post-traumatic dating but it was something along the lines of that Mm -hmm. how do you have hope for the future (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, you know, if you've been through painful dating situations where anyone who's single that's in their 30s, you've been through something. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't, I'm like, wow. I mean, most people have been through some type of, I mean, what do you think about that? You think that's true? Most people have been through some type of dating trauma? Um,. I, most people, yes, I would say so. Or, or you know, if it's not dating trauma, then it's marriage trauma, right? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's Relationship. something. Yeah, right. relationship trauma. It's something trauma. That's, that has rocked your core, you know. Um, you know, getting, you know, going through a divorce, like, even if it's uh, pretty, like, um, like, amiable separation, you know, that's traumatic, especially if you have kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. that person that was, like, forever you know uh and the your your co-parent to your child like y'all aren't going to be together anymore and you you're putting it on paper we're not going to be together you know anymore i mean that's that's a big deal um yeah i would say most people have and you know and then there are but i think that there are people that have gone through traumatic situations and recover and move forward and then there are people maybe even us, <laughs> um, who like are repeating some of the same patterns over and over. And I think there's a, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're saying like, if a person has been through something painful, they kind of step back, they allow themselves to say, okay, what happened here? What did I learn? What kind of boundaries do I want to set? Or how do I let one in? Whatever that looks like. Right. And then mm-hmm. there's people who are kind of like, being repeatedly in the same situation, whether it's the same person or different people, but, you know, and kind of going through like the complex trauma of it all. 
yeah, that there's like some, there's some kind of blind spot that is keeping them from doing like that full healing and full learning so that they just move forward, right? Instead of mm-hmm. like doing the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's, oh, there's many people who maybe their exes all look very different, but they the same person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's the same person. It's just a different person, you know, individual. Mm-hmm. So, do you yeah. have a type? Do you have, do you like feel like you date like the same type of person? Um, hmm. Either like in personality or like in general, like characteristics, like demographics. Um, as, mm, I'll, I'll, I will say the guys that I have um, dated or had romantic encounters with were very, very different from each other. But for me, I found, and I'm still discovering this, the commonality of um, me kind of, um, how do I say this? Uh, other than I, I guess I was just in this, it just wasn't the relationship for me, you know? But I think a lot of it was to me not, um, if you would have asked me at any time of my life, I think on the server, I'd be like, yeah, I have a high self-esteem, you know, but as I get older and I discover like, wow, okay, there was improvement on self-esteem there, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. that, you know. And so I think the commonality was probably just me being in something that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was necessarily better than them or like, I'm better than that guy. He wasn't for me. Like, you know, surely I'm not being, you know, all stuck up or anything, but it's, it was just, a lot of it was emotional. I would say the commonality too was this emotional kind of turmoil. Um, meaning I, uh, there was always something emotionally missing. And I was mm-hmm. like, why am I feeling hurt by this person emotionally? Like, why do I feel hurt? And not really getting my needs met there, not having um, kind of in that area. Mm-hmm. So, but. yeah, I think I've probably like seventy five percent of the people I've dated, and certainly like probably more than that. Then I've had like some kind of like serious on and off again with have been significantly older than me. Um usually pretty smart um pretty smart pretty accomplished in some type of way and kind of weirdly intense Hmm. um like almost and i like i'm i'm tempted to like use words that i feel like would be kind of like a, a negative or a criticism and i don't know that that's really helpful um but maybe are quick to get really activated in terms of things that are triggering to them or Mm. getting their feelings hurt or being kind of antagonistic or things along that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Intense in that type of way. Mm -hmm. Like Um, on edge, kind of like that. Um, like when, kind of like when things are good, they're really good. But when things are bad, they're really, really bad. They're really, they're really ugly and unpleasant. Hmm. You know, there are people that like, if they're having a bad day, you know, like, like, oh, oh gosh, he must be having like a rough day or rough week or whatever. Let's give him Mm -hmm. some space. And then there are people like, he's having a rough day, you know, and he told me, um, that like my entire career is shit that I'm I'm a phony you know I'm inauthentic I don't really care about people like really mm. like invective stuff like that so kind of emotionally abusive yeah yeah mhm hmm you know like, there's there's not like a lot of middle ground of of being mm-hmm. able to like i guess express your feelings like in a, in a healthier way Mm-hmm. I told myself, um, wait, continue. Were you, <laughs> were you kind of still sharing mm-hmm. the qualities? No, no, that was it. 
Okay. You know we can't see each other, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was taking a tip uh, or a sip of, of tea, so I probably sound like I was like opening my mouth to say something, but I wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, something I told myself is that I don't ever want to be, and again, things happen in relationships or whatever, but the ingredient I need is emotional safety. Mm. I need emotional safety in like, what I mean by that is not so much of, like every time I cry, I mean, yeah, crying, emotions, being like soothed, being there, being like active listening and, and, you know, all that stuff's important. But what I mean is, um, someone ready to snap at me any moment, or I've been stonewalled in a, in a relationship before mm-hmm. where, um, <laughs> where the person just would walk right past me and I say anything, what's wow. wrong? Talk to me. And I wasn't like on them like that, like all like, hey, I'm begging you. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm here, you know, and like ignoring or one time, man, like for me, like I really, even if I'm mad, I'm not going to be like, my aim is not to disrespect or anything. Like, you know, I I don't, I don't think there's ever a reason. Like one rule I had in, in a past relationship was. I don't care how mad we get. We're not cussing each other out. I am mm. not an animal. I'm not a body part. I'm not a garden tool. You know, you're not going to be over here. <laughs> like, and I'm not going to do that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but one time, um, <laughs> my ex, which I, do you listen to Dr. Romani? Did I tell you about her? Uh, I think you told me about her, but I don't think I've seen any of her, of her videos. Okay. So let me make sure I'll, I'll come back to her. Um, She's a doctor on, um, I believe she's a psychiatrist, and she talks about um, narcissism. R-A-M-A-N-I. As I watched her videos and just knowing my own mental health stuff and trying not to diagnose, I'll say that there was narcissistic qualities that... (laughs) (laughs) And I I say this with, with kindness, seriously. I'm not an angry ex or anything like that, but those kind of behaviors were happening. I just learned that I don't ever want to be in a relationship again where I'm I'm on eggshells or my vulnerabilities are being thrown in my face or that kind of um, any moment, like anything like, I, I, there really needs to be a safety there. But I think that's yeah. underestimated that part, you know? Yeah, and there are like couples that I look at in my life that I can see that. I can see that in the sense that, like, you know, you never know, like, what people are like behind closed doors and all all that. But there are people in my life that I I just could not imagine them talking to their partner in in these types of ways, right? Like, in, in a way that made them feel so unsafe, so criticized, so shamed. Like, it just, like, you know, I can see them disagreeing even disagreeing a lot you know even being really really stubborn with each other but not yeah. like that you know not not where they're calling each other names um tearing apart like the things that are like most important to them um i don't know all that all that stuff um i don't know i, I don't know how do you feel about like because there there are a lot of like videos about people and not so much like um somebody who's like a true like psychiatrist and maybe a subject matter expert but there's a lot of people that are just like quote unquote influencers that like have like videos about um uh narcissists and narcissistic qualities and they're will say things like a narcissist will stonewall you and gaslight you and pull away so you chase them and i'm not saying that no that's true Mm-hmm. But there's like I think a lot of people speaking to that, and just like what well, is is everybody a narcissist then? Like everybody like, Pe- yeah. You know? People have to be careful with with terminologies um, because it really is a diagnosis, and 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 we don't you know a lot of times we don't have a lot of empathy for their uh, for narcissists because if we've ever survived a narcissist situation, it's hard mm-hmm. to be like, oh, but they're human and they're going through their own storms that they don't realize, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know? But mm-hmm. I think there are things that that are that happen in relationships that are painful, but it doesn't mean that that person's a narcissist. But 
there are, just like with any diagnosis, there's a cluster of symptoms happening over time, you know? Mm -hmm. And really, really a mental health professional needs to diagnose that person, you know? But um, when I had went to therapy and I was, you know, kind of processing different things, uh, one of the things that the therapist told me, he was like, oh yeah, so narcissistic traits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, okay, traits did, you know? Of course I know the difference being a mental health professional, but making sure like maybe a person could sit note on that. Well, these are traits that I saw and, um, these, you know, maybe there are narcissistic type of traits, but I'm not going to go and say that person's a narcissist I, or, or has narcissism. I, I'm not um, a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a licensed clinical social worker, you know. You're about to be, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I listened to this podcast called Therapists Uncensored, and they did some really, really great episodes about um, people that kind of fall under that umbrella, the people that have narcissistic traits. Um, but talking about it, like, in a way, like, like you were saying that, can you talk about it in a way that you're still extending understanding and compassion? Mm-hmm. Um, because whoever that person is, like, you know, they have, uh, really troubled relationships, um, usually a string of really troubled relationships. And, you know, there's, there's often like some type of traumatic experiences, like, um, some really difficult attachment stuff that they went through as kiddos that like contributes to all that. And that's not to make excuses for people. It's just to like, I guess like layer in that that's what makes this so complicated. You know, Mm -hmm. if it was just a matter of, um, us like identifying, okay, like this is problematic behavior. Um, then we, you know, both of us would have like walked away from different relationships, you know, way earlier on than, than what we did sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Like instead of, I mean, that's what makes it so hard is because, you know, we are understanding people and women in general usually are um, like, you know, we do have a tendency to be, you know, nurturing, understanding, wanting to like make things better. Like that's, that's what we do to like control things is to help. Um, And that's how I think we get, we get drawn into these situations that are really unhelpful and kind of keep us stuck in like trying to caretake or trying to help someone um and it just doesn't it just continues to not work out right um yeah you know it's all about um boundaries and you know recognizing certain things and i i know that also um it's really looking back at things and not being mean to myself about it like i learned I learned so mm-hmm. much about myself. I learned so much about um, what my own needs are and how I want to be to a partner because that that's something, too, that's important, that anytime we are in a string of relationships or whatever that looks like or and we're kind of evaluating, you know, past relationships, to kind of look at ourselves in a mirror, too, and say, it, it, was there anything I con- um, contributed? Were there things that I could have done better? Um was I hurtful to the person? Like, you know, mm. some people are like, oh, he was crazy and mean to me. But it's like, uh, you were doing it too. Like, <laughs> you know, it was unhealthy all around. You know? Yeah, exactly. That is just it. Is, you know, when things aren't working, like you bring out the worst in each other, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and it's not just, you know, you know, their problematic behavior, but how are you responding to their problematic behavior? Probably not, like, there's no way, like, any of us can respond in this, like, really, truly, like, measured, loving um, way all the time, Um, you know, that wears on you. It's it's worn on me. Like, I've said things and done things I'm not proud of, or I wish I could take back, or thought, you know, just because that person was being unkind, or, you know, you felt frustrated or felt like you've been trying so hard and it doesn't matter. Like it, it's not like a, a pass to like, um, call a person names or say things you can't take back or whatever. Um, and I think that that's probably like another layer that keeps people stuck is like, well, I've done stuff too. 
It's like, yeah, you have uh-huh, because you're right. because you, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all are not healthy for each other, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and just like we we can see, you know, probably especially as therapists, right? We see people's blind spots and we can kind of put things together, but we have blind spots too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Well, with that said, like, what do you, what do you feel like are like concrete things besides like general, like being more aware of the things that you're doing of the possible blind spots you might have, you know, what, what do you do about that to move forward? What are like things that you've done in your life that have kind of helped you cope when you're in a space of like feeling like I, like I can't move forward? Um, I like reaching out to a support system. I like having sound people in my life that they're not necessarily going to tell me what I want to hear or they'll keep it 100 with me, Mm -hmm. but also point out my strengths. And there's like a balance there, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, we do see these great areas, but these are also things to consider, you know, Um, and that challenge me and like hold me accountable. because the people I, I um, am close to, generally they know my standards and values and things because that's something that we talk about in our friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to like listen to like new information mm-hmm. or things that are encouraging to me. That, that for me was surprising when I've been through like uh, more recent painful situations, how mm-hmm. comforting it was to, you know, ways to get over a breakup, ways to self-nurture and self-love. I see handouts and curriculum all day, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because this this is what I do for a living. Um, But for me, it's like, uh, I don't, reading is cool and all that, but listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast, and of course, someone who um, has knowledge and wisdom, and like, I feel like it's actually legit in what they're they're talking about. Um, And then keeping a routine. I don't like my apartment getting too dirty. I like mm-hmm. lighting. I like um, having a schedule of exercising. And You are the queen of mood lighting. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. good. You are great. Yeah, like I have a blue uh, light bulb. I have green. I have red. I have different lamps. So however I'm feeling, I can change the mood or the vibe. Your you know? salt lamps. You have like a little <laughs> disco lamp. <laughs> I have a salt lamp in every, well, I don't have many rooms in my apartment, but in every space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even in my office spaces. Yeah. That's awesome. Incense. Those kind of things. Like even when I'm on my own, just vibing out with myself. And uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that that is great advice. Like having, having that routine and like diving into things that, like you said, are encouraging. Encouraging because they're somebody that's gone through this uh, something similar. They're a professional. Mm-hmm. It's just like good, like good sage life advice, whatever. But like just dive in. You know, don't just don't be so inside your your own head about it. Get like other voices in there too. And you and, know, I say yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. And I, you know, yeah, but you're saying more. Or like have social support, just new information, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. New things um, to consider. Because sometimes like when you have like, you've been churning over one story the whole time, you know, and you keep like processing it over and over. Like it's, it's good to have other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the reality is with how many billion people on earth? Seven point, right? Something like... <laughs> Well, I don't know the number now, but there is so, like, so many other opportunities for dating. Mm. There are so many men I have not met, you know? Um, so I'm like, it's not that I, oh, Tom, Dick, and Harry didn't work out, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yes, maybe <laughs> there's a significance there. This is a unique person, though there are many people in this world this person came into this chapter like this soul out of all of time we shared each other's body our time our energy our vibe it's significant but there's really other people out here too 
And um, that's what I get excited about that. Oh my gosh. Like I don't ever want to lose hope that there's someone else out here, you know, (laughs) there is. Yeah, there are. There, there's so many more people out there, like places that you could move to, new things that you can that you can try out, new people that new connections that you can make. And I also like think back, like on like different times in my life, and I think, well, you know, thank God I didn't meet somebody that was like very, very important to me, and I felt like had like a real chance at something. Like, when was I supposed to to meet them and make that work? When I was like drinking two bottles of wine every night, smoking a pack of Marlboro <laughs> right. Lights every day. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't, you know, that's not going to work. Um, but like, and maybe like I'm doing like learning and work on myself today. Like, so, you know, that relationship in the future will work. You know, yeah. And you know what? It go. what I'm going to say goes into what you're saying because that is, that's so true. Like sometimes we have to, be ready for what we're going to be blessed for, whatever that looks like. Mm. Um, I was driving the other day and I would say something that sounds super Christian and like super like religious view. But to me, I I do think it's true sometimes. I'm like, maybe it's God's mercy and grace that I am sick. I mean, we start rationalizing at some point, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it must be something. But I was like, I have discovered so much about myself being single with no kid, even though I desire, I I truly desire to be with monogamous and a relationship. This is old school, whatever, you know, like, (laughs) this is old school shit now, you know, but, um, and and to grow and, and build with somebody, be my individual Antoinette, but we, we together, you be your individual, whoever. But we together, we make love to our minds, bodies, and spirits together, and we grow, mm-hmm. you know? The kind of relationship that I want, by the way, I know we're kind of like, wow, we're getting close to, how many minutes have we been? <laughs> uh, we're coming up on an hour. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, let me hurry. <laughs> the kind of relationship I want is me and my dude, we so in tune, and you know, I can look at a man and be like, oh my gosh, this man is attractive, and but not be attracted to him. You know, I give it, oh, okay, like, ooh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can look at God's creation and be like, damn, all right. <laughs> but anyway, and I would like to be in a partnership that if I leave the room, if I'm at the table with one of my homegirls and him, I have beautiful homegirls, you know, if I'm anywhere, I don't have to even worry about him mm. doing some Yeah, it's not stuff. even a thought. Yeah. It's not, it's like, this is a man that has a level of integrity yes. and a level of, integrity. even if I'm on some other shit, I'll let you know first, like, hey, this is where I'm at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done, but that is the type of level of intimacy you know, in closeness and um, respect and integrity, you know, that, and that's just one example of many things that um, are so important to, because I've, I've seen men be married, right? And I'm not saying like when I walk in H-E-B, like all heads turn or like, oh, who's this Antoinette? I'm like, I'm here, you know, <laughs> but like, I'll go in a grocery and I've seen a married man, you know, and it's obvious. And he's like, I'm like, this is your wife right here. I'm so, this is so, I'm so sad for the situation witnessing it. Oh. You know? <laughs> I laugh. It's not, it's not funny for that particular couple or that woman, but. <laughs> it's not funny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but anyway. I will say like the, the last thing that is probably been so I would say the most important thing to me like in processing things and like my own like healing and understanding and just considering other perspectives not feeling so alone is has been music Mm -hmm. like I am super like you know early days of like you know when I first moved out to my own apartment and I was you know drinking at the time I would drink really heavily, but I would always listen to music too. And I would like 
just like lay on the floor on my back with like a just a big fat glass of red wine next to me and I just stare at the ceiling and I would play the same Amy Winehouse album over and over and over the same Billie Holiday album over and over and over um you know and today um you know I don't drink I'm you know drinking from my my big boring water bottle um but like I have like my headphones on I have my music going and I heard like a song um come on my Pandora station I hadn't heard before maybe like a couple weeks ago and it was so good it was just like right there with me with what I was feeling and had said it in such a nuanced way that I was like that's that's it that's what it is it's a song by uh, I'm just gonna read you like that part of the lyrics but it's a song by Patty Griffin who's kind of like like a folk singer and the song is called let him fly And the part that I really responded to that made me, like, stop what I was doing, like, and add it to a playlist um, is in the chorus. It says, uh, and there ain't no talking to this man. He's been trying to tell me so. It took a while to understand the beauty of just letting go because it would take an acrobat, and I already tried all that. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm. so, like, that's what I feel like. I feel like I have twisted and turned, and I have tried everything and in his own way, he's been trying to tell me um, that it, it will never matter. Like, I will, I will never have, like, the perfect set of qualities, behaviors, characteristics, etc. There's no combination that I can ever produce that will make this work. Mm-hmm. So I think music, if that's, or poetry, or whatever it is that speaks to you, YouTube videos, professionals, friends, whatever, like getting those other perspectives and really introducing like new narratives into the mix because you're going to find something that really clicks with you and it's like, that's what it is. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the hardest lessons I, I remember learning is like, I can't change anybody. Like mm-hmm. I cannot change anyone. They are their natural organic self. And in relation to me, if this is not working, I'm not, even God himself ain't going to like, hey, I said, you know, you know, whatever, you know, like people have their free will and nor should I. Now, if I'm being abusive or harmful, that's one thing. That's probably something I need to alter and change. But if I'm set on it, then yeah. nobody can make me change. Like this that. is you, yeah. you know, that's, that's Antoinette. But surely like my body my skin tone, my my physical attributes, the things that drive me, my standards, my values, those things that are like alive and in, in, in me, those are things that if I'm trying to, to fit a square in a, in a, in a, in a circle, it's, it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, the art of letting go, right? Mm. Yeah. Wow, this was a deep one, Antoinette. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. me want to start an Instagram called the Husbands of H-E-B, <laughs> <laughs> where I catch people's husbands um, mm-hmm. checking you out in the in the produce aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't want to have to worry about something like that. I know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You know, that's the if thing. You have to, I can work if you. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, like, if you have to worry a little bit, it means you're worrying all the time. You know, like, there's no, like, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know we've, we're kind of, like, been, <laughs> we've had a, quite a bit of time, but I knew a girl that, she's a really beautiful woman. Um, she kind of has a blended family or whatever. And uh, with a guy that she's been with. And... On social media, you know, if you look, everything is like, you know, looks very beautiful. And she's a really amazing woman, like as far as like, I know, right? I'm not in a relationship with her, but you know, I'm just saying like, the interactions (laughs) I've had with her, I'm like, she's a really amazing like woman. And this was some, this was years ago, but I remember um, the person mentioning, she was like, I worry all the time that he's cheating. I worry all the mm. time. And it wasn't because 
she was just being paranoid or something like that because it had happened before. Or the way he goes out and drinks and just comes home anytime, doesn't communicate. But she has this family that she's raising, her kids and shared income and a home they're paying for. So it's not so easy just to be like, you know, and there's not really any proof either. It's not anything she can, you know, but it's just that looming thought of, I feel it like in my intuition, something isn't right. And there's nothing that she can really do. And he's like, oh, everything's good. Like, but it's not. Yeah. You're in that constant limbo of Mm -hmm. like, it's never like quite enough that you're like, this is it. I'm leaving. I've got what I need to feel that this is, you know, this is that this is the decision and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. But like it's never it's never good either. For me, I'd rather be single. Me too. I I'd rather be single. It's easier for me to say maybe because I don't have any kid or anything. But yeah. I rather I rather just be with me and myself than to be in a situation where I'm like because I've been in a situation where my intuition was going off like that and it was true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I knew it. I knew it. It's, t- it's such a um, a painful place to be in. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be in that again. Me neither. But it doesn't mean I'm all like, oh, well, he's doing it. See? Like, you know, I'm not like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I've, I've been coming home. What are you talking about? You're just like the others. <laughs> No, that's, that's imbalance. That's unresolved trauma, you know, things like that. But a real situation like where intuitions, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that again. It's too painful. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, girl, let me call it you girl. <laughs> I know this was, this was kind of heavy. Everybody's like, uh, like this is, this is an hour and 20 minute podcast today. I don't even know how many minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have like it's it's ten o'clock now, Wednesday night. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like all these like racing thoughts, reliving like all my past relationships. Like, was it was it was I the problem? Was he the problem? We were the problem. And I'm <laughs> who was the problem after all? <laughs> but anyway, oh, girl. All right. Well, have fun. have a good rest of your week. Texas cold fronts coming in tomorrow. Stay warm. Drip your faucets. Girl, I was just walking out with shorts and a tank top, like, and I was going to be freezing. I know. Texas, I'm used to it, though. I'm a Texan, so, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good rest of your week and weekend, and listeners, we'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Oh, bye, everybody. <laughs> take care. <laughs>